Hey there, this is not just a pretty van. It's actually a practical and fun adventure podcast for solo travellers, doing it in a van or something else and pursuing a passion. I'm Ange, I'm a solo traveller. I've been doing it for years. In fact, I'm almost down to two suitcases. And now with my new van, the California Beach, which I'm loving, I'm pursuing my passion, which is ultra trail running. And that puts me on the best trails in the most beautiful places. And I get to meet some amazing people along the way. I'll share some tips and tricks and I'll share the lessons learned. I'll certainly share the conversations I have. Some of them are a little crazy and I'll share the adventures as I go along. So sit down, grab a cuppa, grab a scotch, whatever floats your boat. And I hope listening to this inspires you to get out and do your own solo traveling. certainly do cover some landscape in these not just a pretty van episodes we meet some amazing people hear about what they're doing and how they're traveling solo or otherwise and I know what's coming down the pipeline in some of these future episodes so I'm pretty excited I'm also very excited to be bringing Carrie Ann back who is arts cultural traveling this time and she'll explain a little bit more about that she also talks something about the best Australian ten dollars she's ever spent Before we go there, though, I do want to share a little snippet from a trip that I have done. Yes, it's back at Lennox Head. I don't have shares in the place yet, but it's a morning moment that I just love and I wanted to share it with you. So enjoy and we'll see you on the other side. It's Sunday morning, 5 a.m., very cold and raining. In fact, it's been raining all night very heavily and I'm now hoping as I lay here that the grass patch the van is parked on hasn't gotten too wet and the tyres have sunk in. But I guess I worry about that when I get up. I'm currently cocooned under my doona looking up at the canopy in the van and listening to all the noises outside, trying to keep warm. I was woken by a familiar tap, tap, tapping noise and without even looking, I know it's either a bush turkey or a bin chicken. Opportunistically pecking at the neighbour's garbage bag they've left outside in their dining area in the campsite next door. They're going to wake up with rubbish strewn all over the place. I can hear a magpie making its morning call and I can hear a dog barking in the distance. There's another beautiful familiar sound and that's the surf. I can hear the waves crashing on the beach as the van is parked very, very close to the Lennox Head Surf Beach. It's not raining anymore, so I guess that's a signal that it's time to get up. My next move will be to make a coffee and walk down to the beach sink my feet into the sand and let the cold water wash over them. How beautiful is this? I love the slow Sunday morning get up.
Very excited to have Kerri-Anne back in the hot seat. Last time we spoke a little bit about her travels in the past. We heard about her van and we also heard a little bit about the trip with the two nuns and the 25 students, which I know, Kerri-Anne, that you want to revisit. This time we want to focus in a little bit more about the arts cultural travels that you do. You've travelled for events in the art industry and you've also been very instrumental in creating some of the events regionally within Queensland. Plus, you've just come off the back of a recent trip which we'd love to hear more about and also about some of these experiences. So welcome aboard and great to have you back, Kerri-Anne. Kerri-Anne, can you tell us a little bit about your most recent trip? Sure. And just to comment on what you said, yes, I've had the privilege of being involved in many, many different events in many different towns. But the one that I do love to go to in July annually, if I can, is the Cairns Indigenous Art Fair, or CAIAF as it's called. And so I just recently went to the one that they had there, which was in the, the first time they've had it in the Cairns Convention Centre, but it's an amazing event. So what you experience there is the culture of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people from all around the Cape and the Torres Strait Islands. And the variety is extraordinary. There's an art gallery space with the, the best of the art from oh, about maybe 50 different art centres or individual artists. Then there's a, a marketplace where there's booths all set up from a lot of these different art centres. Uh, and then there's like the fashion parade, so art now being wearable. And it's some of the art that you can see in that's been transported into fashion. And the imagination and the, the freedom, I think, is what I see mostly in Indigenous art. It doesn't have the tradition, the European tradition, and that's not imposed. So the colours are amazing and the use of colour and, and the symbolism that's in these artworks. And a lot of people think when they think of Aboriginal art, they think dot painting, but dot paintings from the desert, from central Australia so a lot of the art from the, the Aboriginal places on the Cape is much more freeform and abstract or uh, you'll get naive style of uh, domestic settings and their, their daily lives but then you'll get the Torres Strait where they have um, amazing printmaking traditions so these exquisite prints from Badu and Moa Island are mainly black and white uh, but now they're branching out much more and experimenting with colour. And then you'll have all these ghost net sculptures from Erib Island, which is Darnley Island, people know it as as well. And also now Pomparau in the Cape, which is an Aboriginal community, also use ghost nets, which are all the fishing nets that have just the floating in the sea from the fishing boats and the trawlers, etc and that it just washes up on the shore. So it's an environmental hazard that they have now turned into a, an art form to you know, use the waste in a, a, a productive way. And, and uh, so you'll get even wearable sculptures that are 
headpieces of crocodiles and sharks and turtles and all manner of um, headdresses. So that's just one example of, of the type of art that is based in culture but has become contemporary as well. So, and it's just a joyous event. And I think one of the things that strikes me about it is that in Australia, we don't have a lot of opportunities to see the majority of people being Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. It's usually the other way around because of colonisation and in most settings, in you know, it's dominated by, you know, European people from Anglo-Saxon and then all the different um, uh, other nationalities. But to see an event in Northern Australia, which you do have many more Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people living there, and to have such a joyous event, it really changes your perspective. That's a great example of the travelling you do to see these magnificent events. And I know we've discussed other um, trips that you've taken specifically to, to go to an event. And it doesn't have to be in a van. You know, that's the whole wonder of travelling. We know people that go on bicycles or sail up the East Coast and, and you know, they are still being able to get out and see these places that they wouldn't normally see in their domestic location and I think that's really important. Mm. And I think it's also about what motivates you as a traveller mm. and definitely the landscape motivates me but I would probably class myself as a cultural tourist. So it's usually the culture and the people that really inspire me. So as another quick example, when I went to Fiji, I was looking for the real deal. So I did a quick, you know, one week tour around the main island just to get a lay of the land. And then I went to the island chains and I went to the Yasawas and I asked the travel agent, I said, where are the backpackers not going? And she said, well, just get on the, the ferry and go as far as you can. And so I hopped off on this island and stayed in a, you know, like the proper burays on the beach. And what I loved the most about that trip was the activity officer came out on the first day and was reading all these things. And they were quite adventurous things like cave diving and snorkeling and and you know a lot of those active things but then he said oh and then there's the show and I was like now you've got my attention and the show was the most amazing experience of the, uh, the islanders actually taking you up the hill in the middle of the night well not the middle of the night but after in, in the dark and you walked up a goat track to the top of the hill with this little hut, well, it was the hall that was powered by a generator and all that was going inside was one fluoro light and a CD player. And they did the most amazing show of dances, traditional dances from the island, but they had the ladyboy dancers with them. And then the second half of the show was like, a lip sync event and so they would come out and lip sync to all these popular songs for the second half and it was just 
the, the thing that made it even better was that at the back of the hall were all the rest of the islanders and they were slapping their thighs and laughing like it was the most hilarious thing and they'd probably seen it 200 times before but it was the joy with which they were experiencing this entertainment and i looked across and there was a few younger people who were backpackers but it wasn't an overpopulated backpackers island and I looked across at their faces and they, their mouths were like almost down on their chests. Just they, I don't think they had ever seen anything like this ever before. And I loved it so much. And I just went, that was the best Australian $10 that I think I'd ever spent. It's going off those little goat trails, isn't it? To something random in a location that you would never go to. And sometimes you just, it's a like, discovering uh, a rough diamond yeah absolutely oh and by the way we had to then carry our chair back down the goat trail <laughs> in the dark at the end of the night just, <laughs> just top it off just top it off Just to top it off indeed, well, there you go, Kerri ann she is the arts cultural traveller and I'm sure we'll have her back in another episode because she goes to some pretty interesting places and speaking of interesting places, huh, next time we actually get to speak to an international blogger. This person has travelled solo to some pretty obscure places and found themselves in some situations which I cannot wait for them to share with you because they're brave, they're bold and these are adventures that we don't normally go and seek out but they did and it's a very exciting episode so cannot wait to share it with you and in the meantime travel safe and I'll see you on the other side. <laughs>